Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Peak Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Well, good morning, Derek. Always wonderful to be here and always fun to talk about all the amazing things going on in Rio Rancho. It has been a busy week. We talked last week on uh, Monday about the big event in Rio Rancho, and so it, now we can spend a little more time because we have half an hour. Right, right. Well, So tell us what exactly happened. Monday it was breaking news, and now we're starting to digest and dissect exactly what this is going to mean for the city of Rio Rancho and surrounding areas to see this type of activity being invested back into the Rio Rancho New Mexico plant here for Intel Corporation. So, well, yeah, on Monday it was, hey, we're announcing a $3.5 billion investment. And of course, that was teased out a little bit on the 60 Minutes show that came out the night before. The yeah. night before. Yeah. So everybody kind of had a preliminary look at it. And it took some, uh, I think it took a little bit of the wind out of the sails, but it didn't, it didn't diminish the excitement at all. And so it's very exciting to hear about Intel reinvesting this type of commitment to the New Mexico factory, the Rio Rancho factory, and we're excited about it. And so as we move forward, Derek, it's going to be a lot of very positive things for Rio Rancho. And as you and I talked a little bit the last time, is that the timing on this, I don't think, could have been better. When you think about it, we're emerging out of the pandemic. And of course, we had the announcement of their investment on Monday. Then Wednesday, our county moved into the turquoise. So that's allowing businesses to really open up at larger capacities. Like that, 75%, right? For yes. Restaurants? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And outdoor events are pretty much at 100% now. So I got the word from Jerry. We're going to have our business after hours in June for the Chamber of Commerce here in Rio Rancho. That's going to be excellent to get back to those, those Chamber after hours, get back to doing business, get back to networking. We had a ribbon cutting this past Thursday at Premier Theater to oh. celebrate their grand reopening, yeah. right? Because Premier's been closed for a, over a year. They have been shut down. And, and yet have to maintain the building. Yeah, they still had all the maintenance costs. They still had all the costs. And there are a lot of movie theaters throughout the country that did not survive this. They oh, will yeah. never open back up again. They may open under new ownership as the buildings get liquidated off or something to that degree. But for the most part, you're not going to see all the movie theaters open back up right away. So we're very excited that Premier survived this. And another business that has opened up in the past two weeks was 10 Pins and More, our bowling alley. So we got them going. And I can't wait to get back in there. Me and a group of friends would go one Sunday afternoon a month. We would go over there. And just enjoy an afternoon of bowling. And we sure miss that. It's been over a year since we've been able to do that. And so we're looking forward to to doing that. It was one afternoon a month. We're not adamant, ardent bowlers by any definition, but we just get together and have some fun. And that's a recreational piece that I know people are really looking forward to uh, getting back to. There's a very large bowling community in Rio Rancho. I drive by there on my way home, and uh, the other night I noticed that parking lot was full. Packed. Yeah. Packed, and I'm glad to see it because (laughs) Steve needs it. Steve's endured a lot. 
Premier Theaters has endured a lot. And I know uh, also Elevate Trampoline Park has oh, yeah. endured a lot as well when it comes to this. And I don't want to diminish what everybody else has gone through, but the other stores have been able to open to some degree mm-hmm. and other facilities have been able to do either drive-through or delivery service. Kind you know, of hard to like do that. drive-through bowling. Correct. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and or drive-through trampolining or, the, yeah. you know, and before the real restrictions kind of got leveled down, we were doing drive-in movie theaters, pop-up drive-in movie sure. theaters, but that didn't help premiere at all. No, no. Right? <laughs> so now that we've got those businesses open, that's extremely positive news. So when you take that and you couple that with the announcement that Intel's making, that gives them a lot of hope that over the next three months, as the construction project inside the plant starts to take effect, that those construction workers are going to be here in town. They're going to be here spending their money, spending their paychecks here in town at local eateries. I know that right next door to Intel are very close. There's Rio Rancho Boot and Shoe. And Mm -hmm. I know that this has been really hard on them and some of the small businesses, your favorite little Mexican Mexican restaurant, El Agave. This could mean a whole new world for them having their restaurant full up for lunch every day because of all the construction activity that's going to be happening there at the Intel plant here in Rio Rancho. So the announcement included 700 employees that were permanent, a thousand construction jobs that'll be there for the next three years or so. And all of those permanent jobs are really high paying jobs. I think the average salary with benefits and everything is we're in excess of 120,000 a year. So that means a lot to the local economy. That means a lot to people that might be looking to buy a house and for people moving into the community. I imagine we'll see a lot of businesses start up around Intel to support the projects that they're working on there. And that's where the city and the county and our local economic development corporations, such as Sandoval Economic Alliance, the Rio Rancho Chamber of Commerce, we all try to come together to make sure that we're working with businesses to optimize the total impact that we can get out of this type of investment. So looking at how we can help the small restaurants, I know we point to that, but there will be vendors and suppliers and supply chain individuals that will come into town to support this type of activity. And it would be really great if we found a way to create permanent locations for those supply chain individuals that are coming in to support this construction project. Once again, those people that are gonna come in, they're going to be spending their money at local restaurants. They're gonna be spending their money at the local bowling alleys, movie theaters, jewelry stores, you Home name Depot, it. Depot, Lowe's, Taco Bell. You yes, know, everything. exactly. Yeah. And heck, I don't think you could have asked for a better time for the Dunkin' Donuts to open up. Oh, man. <laughs> they planned that right, didn't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. right across the street there, pretty much. Uh, they'll be opening up about the time all this uh, really kicks in. So that's a great thing. And the other thing is, is just in front of all the traffic that this is going to create. If you've lived in Rio Rancho for any period of time, when there were 8,000 employees on that mm. site at one point in time, the traffic on 528 was pretty substantive through the help and collaboration with state DOT. 528 was resurfaced from the city limits all the way to Southern Boulevard. Right. So that road is ready to go. So we don't have to have any, have any road work there. Good timing. And then I understand eventually we're going to widen it out 
past high resort as well. Yeah, so the widening of 528 is still on the horizon. It's been pushed out several times for multiple different reasons. But at this point in time, I see some surveying going on down there, and sure. it, they may be finally ready to queue it up. But that's from Ridgecrest, right there where the Windies mm-hmm. is, all the way up to Northern Boulevard. And that'll include reconstruction of the frontage road along the industrial park as well. So that'll get widened out to where that's all the same amount of lanes all the way from the city limits all the way north to northern. So that'll be a great improvement. Yes, it will. And uh, that'll help uh, traffic flows go through that area. Because I, I, I can tell you, that just bottlenecks in there it, on oh, a Saturday. Tell me about it. I a, do it every day. Yeah, on a Saturday at 2 o'clock, you're like, where is all this traffic coming from? Well, then you got the guy or girl that runs in the right lane to get ahead of everybody and then pulls over after when the lane disappears oh, and yeah. cuts you off. Yeah, those disappearing <laughs> yeah. lanes. you got to love yeah. those. But here's the greatest thing, too, as an American, and I know you're a patriotic guy, too, that Intel has made a commitment right now, according to 60 Minutes, the best chips in the world are made in Taiwan. Intel doesn't like that. They want to be the leader, and they used to be. Right. And they want it back. Right. And they're spending the money to do it. And that's great to see that America will make the best chips. And when our automobile manufacturers need these chips, they can get them from here instead of overseas. And and that's the thing is that right now, look, this is going to create some levels of competition. And I talked to the CEO. His name is Kayvon. And I talked to him while he was here and very excited about the investment. But he said, make no mistake, Mayor, the world is watching. Oh, and yeah. and uh, that's the truth. The eyes of the world right now are on Rio Rancho, New Mexico, this burgeoning city that was a visionary concept back in the late 70s, early 80s to bring this little community out here. And then, of course, in 1980, Intel Corporation saw the opportunity to build a plant out here in Rio Rancho and they took that opportunity and that was before Rio Rancho actually became a city. And then in 1981, we became a city and we are really the city that Intel built. And so we are a great community and uh, we owe a lot of our success to Intel. And so we're very excited about this. You know, I've always, I've always had a very optimistic, positive attitude toward Intel Corporation when other people were saying, oh, they're going to close down, they're going to phase out. I was always very skeptical about that because, you know, you look at this plant here and it's a massive plant. And Fab 11X is a huge facility, huge manufacturing facility, still very relevant in the total overall chip manufacturing process, right? And then there were little telltale signs over the past couple of years that they weren't done with this plant by a long shot. And we saw that when they announced that they had created the technology, the uh, uh, silicon photonics, and they had created that here and intended to keep that process here and not put it somewhere else in one of their plants out across the world. And then, of course, there was not too long ago that they brought the 3D crosspoint technology here from uh, Utah. And once that was brought here, that created an additional, I think it was, At the time, they had announced 600 new jobs that had come here from that process moving to this plant. So those were really the telltale signs that they were a long way off from mothballing this particular facility. And the fact now that they're going back into Fab 7 and 9 to to start demoing those fabs and refitting them for this new uh, packaging process or this stacking process, if you will, it just shows that they see the value in those facilities and they're going to get busy using them. So 
over the years. I know that they've been approached by other companies saying, hey, let us use some of that vacant space. And they've always said, no, we might need that space. Mm -hmm. And so they've always said no to other companies coming in and kind of sharing that space with them. And now we kind of see from the long play that they had a long-term vision and a long-term play. It's been a long time since there's been any substantive activity in those two facilities, Fab 9 and Fab 7. So it's exciting to see that they're going to go in and refit those facilities and get them moving again. All this started from some scientists at Bell Labs in 1948 that invented the transistor. Because before that, we had those big vacuum tubes we had to use to do what these... (laughs) Chips now do with the thousands of tiny little transistors built into them, and it all started in America and Bell Labs in 1948. It's great. Yes. No, it's it's fantastic. So we're excited. So we've got a lot of great things going on in Rio Rancho. There is no lack of things to talk about right now. The, the community is on an extremely positive roll. We're getting infrastructure fixed, and that's roads, water lines, so on and so forth getting that fixed oh, we're man. seeing lots west of side it's a good thing you're fixing that now because think of the traffic that's going to come into yeah. intel from west side and 528 right and if you drive down west side now between 528 and golf course the bulldozers are rolling so yeah i've been avoiding it because of that but yeah, yeah. i drove i drove through there on uh, friday and sailed right through there they're doing all of the clearing work on the north side of the road Mm -hmm. so they've got they still have the two lanes open and they're doing all the kind of the clearing work on that uh on where the dirt sure that that the dirt is Yeah. yeah and they're getting that ready to go and there's a lot of engineering to be done there because you've got hills and valleys and some really interesting terrain along there yes so they're getting that leveled and starting over there clearing all that out and um i'm sure at some point in time They'll close down some lanes, divert some traffic, do some detours. But in the interim, I just tell everybody it's probably best just to avoid that area. So if you're coming in from Albuquerque, shoot up Ellison and then take golf course or stay on 528 and go past the west side and maybe turn on 19th and head in on 19th or take it all the way up to Sarah and take Sarah to Southern. So there's a lot of ways around this to avoid this but we're very excited that that project is underway so it's great progress i want to once again give a shout out to uh, cynthia borrego who's the counselor for that district in albuquerque that really worked closely with us to help us get that done because that road is in albuquerque and from 528 to golf course that is in albuquerque and so it is an albuquerque project but we had to work very closely with the city of albuquerque to get that done And that road is a major service point for the city of Rio Rancho. So that being said, we enjoy the great partnership we have with the city of Albuquerque in order to get this project moving forward. So speaking of Albuquerque, I drive around Albuquerque sometimes. I have to go down the hill. You know, we all do. Sure. And uh, I notice they're paving their streets. I mean, they're spending money and they're cutting them up and, and relaying asphalt. And they seem to do that on a regular basis. Now, obviously, they have a lot larger population than Rio Rancho does, but they must have some kind of plan to to continuously just go certain streets around the city. Every so many years, they go back. And so can we do that here? We can, and that's what we're actually working toward. We want to get to a place where we start to rotate through all the neighborhood streets. Now, mind you... They have a half a million people and a much different tax base is that they have a $600 million to a $1 billion annual budget down there, and we're on a $60 million budget. So huge difference on dollars per capita that we have to spend. But when it comes to developing a long-term fund that allows us to put money toward those residential street repairs, 
And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to plug a little bit about what we talked about last week was the creation of a permanent fund. We've got that going through the Charter Review Committee right now to where we're going to say, should we amend our charter to establish a permanent fund? And we want to do it through a charter. We could take this extra revenue that we have right now and just stuff it in a savings account and it'd be ultimately the same. But the difference is by having it in a savings account is a city council or a mayor or a city manager can bring forward an initiative that just says, hey, we need this money, so we're just going to go ahead and spend it. If we want that money to have a consistent ongoing return for us, we need to put it into basically a lockbox or a permanent fund. And by getting the voters to approve a permanent fund in the upcoming election in March, our municipal elections happen in March, mm-hmm. We will put that question on the ballot, and that ballot question will basically say, should the city of Rio Rancho, through a charter amendment, establish a permanent fund? And, uh, of course, the seed money to that would be $10 million that we have right now. And essentially, by putting it in that lockbox, it would take the voters to get it back out of there because it would be a charter-established permanent fund that was established by the voters. And now taking and growing the interest off of that through appropriate investments and very conservative investments. Let me say, I know that there are people that will say, well, we've heard about cities and counties investing monies before, and that didn't work out so well. You remember the disaster that was Bernalillo County many years ago where they had some investment issues down there. But that being said, we have a very conservative investment policy for the city of Rio Rancho. We don't uh, really venture off into unsafe speculations with the taxpayers' money, right? Yeah. We want to be careful. That would be good. No. But very conservative estimates that this could generate and over the next 15, 20 years. It could start to generate 800000 to a $1 million a year in additional revenue for the city of Rio Rancho. That could be used for an ongoing street repair project, a funding source. So when you say, is there something that we can do to get to what they're doing, is I think that in conjunction with the road bond and in conjunction with some other items that we have going on, we can create a fund that will eventually let us start to create a cycle that allows us to rotate through all of these neighborhood streets. But I remind you, Derek, in 2011, the voters voted down the road bond because they really didn't feel like the city was using the money in the appropriate ways. And in 2016, I was able to get the road bond back on the ballot and the voters approved it with, uh, I think it was 63% approval at that time. And that was a a a very fractional amount to what was the road bond before that was $9 million. And only in the past six years, well, actually five years since that started in 2016, we've seen all the roads that we've gotten fixed. So we did have to start with 20 to 30 years of neglect that we're looking to fix in a very short period of time. And I know everybody wants to get these roads fixed, especially the residential roads. But there is a logical step process that when we're dealing with the road bonds, that we hit the main arterials first because everybody in the city contributes to the road bond, right? And if we took all the money from the road bond and jammed it into one neighborhood, you would quickly have all the other neighborhoods voting against that road bond, right? Because you're like, well, wait a minute. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't get any of that money. So you have to start with the arterials and spread those out around the city. That's why you've seen us strategically go after streets like Sarah and High Resort and Rockaway and other streets that have large infrastructure under them like Santa Fe Hills and Montreal Loop up in Enchanted Hills. Mm -hmm. And then the reconstruction of Idalia, 
from 528 down to the roundabout because there's a lot of truck traffic on the on that section from the garbage trucks that right. run up and down the that road, management right? management has the... Exactly. The, the, Sandoval yeah. County Landfill's there, and so you've got a lot of truck traffic that runs on there. And then you think about what we're doing with Unser Boulevard right now and the phase one of Southern Boulevard, and then the upgrades in the phase three section of Southern Boulevard. And I will tell you, we're working on, for those of you that might be listening out in the area off of Rainbow, between Southern and Northern, we're looking for a funding source to see what we can do to repave that because we understand, look, I drive these roads. I go out and look at them. I'll get somebody that'll call me and say, well, Mayor, have you driven down this road? Yes, I have. That's an interesting point about Rainbow because there's not that much traffic on Rainbow. It just must not have been touched in a long time it really hasn't and there's not that much traffic when you look at the total overall traffic counts i know the people that live out there feel that there's a lot of traffic but the reality is when it comes to traffic counts out there on rainbow it's very different than what you're going to find at southern and unser yeah but it is beat up i guess it's just from neglect well it is it's from many 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 years of neglect and i've said this time and time again derek how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right and we have to go and start moving into the areas that really kind of make sense So we've seen some repairs that have happened in some of the major arterials. And right now you're seeing the UNSER project that's taking place. And pretty soon in your area, we're going to start the reconstruction of Riverside Drive. Thank goodness. So it's tearing my van apart driving over those bumps. Yes. (laughs) So we just recently did some patchwork through there, a little bit of patchwork. I saw that. So we did that to kind of smooth it out a little bit. But there was money in the 2020 geo bond that would allow us to do about half of that, which was from 528 down by where the fire station is, right? Right. So that southern section. That's where that sinkhole was. That's right. That's where the sinkhole was. And there's also major infrastructure under that road. So at the same time we have the road torn up, we're going to replace the infrastructure under the road, right? So we'll get that done. But we had the money to get down past the firehouse, past the park, and down to that first street down there. I always forget the name of it. But we wanted to hold off, Derek, because... When you do more project, you always get a little better price, mm-hmm. right? And so in this year's budget, the other half of that road is in this year's budget. So you're now, going all, it loops around back to 528. Correct. So you're going all the way back around? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to go 528 to 528 oh, on man. Riverside. So Great. we're going to get it all done. Yeah. Okay. And that's what the goal was. And we thought, okay, well, the new budget cycle comes up on July 1 and we can get that in this budget. We can pair that money with geo bond dollar money and get the whole project done at the same time as opposed to phasing it and creating a piecemeal project that really doubled that it doubles down on the frustration that people are going to feel about the project because you get half of it done and you think okay well i'm going to get a break from that and then you roll right back in and start it again so that doesn't always really work real well right so by getting it done in one take is really the right way to go and we've got that done so we've got the money for that and that'll be from 528 to 528 on the whole riverside drive loop and that's going to be a huge piece of infrastructure in the river's edge one two and three section i just continue to say we're taking bites out of it one bite at a time but this permanent fund which we kind of chased a squirrel there we were talking about the permanent fund but this permanent fund will eventually i'm hoping create a ongoing funding source that allows us as a community to have that money to where we can start programming it into neighborhoods and we don't have to necessarily raise taxes to do it. So but, no bond. And, and to be, to clarify, 
the permanent fund would be permanent fund. You would use the interest from that to do Correct. this. The principal would stay there. Correct. And there would be a pairing ordinance that would dictate how the money could be used, right? Future city councils could change the ordinance, but they couldn't unlock the lockbox because the citizens would hold the key to the lockbox. They voted to do that. Correct. And you'd have to put a referendum on the ballot and say, hey, we want to pull this money out and this is how we want to use it. And you'd have to try to convince the voters that it was a good thing to dissolve the fund or tap into the fund. I know I can speak for myself and some of the city councilors. We want to build a legacy, and this has never been done in the past, but build a legacy for future generations where they'll have some money left over. We're not just spending everything today and leaving nothing for a future generation. And I think that, you know, we talk about this all the time is what are we going to leave for a future generation other than just piles and piles and piles of debt? Here in the city of Rio Rancho, we're actually working toward putting something in place that future generations will have that they can take the interest earnings off of that and actually do some work in the city without having to boost everybody's taxes. And I think, look, I think it's going to obviously even 15 years from now, if this is generating $800,000 that goes into the general fund, that's not going to be near enough money to, to solve the problems that we currently have today. $800,000 doesn't get me anywhere on fixing roads. It really doesn't, other than patching them here and there. But if you pair that money with the bonds and you have that money that can be set aside for matching federal dollars, Hmm. okay, then you can use that money and synergize that money by saying, hey, I've got $800,000. The federal government over here has $6 million. I have to do a 10% match on that money. Well, now I have the 10% match so I can go after that additional money like what I did with Southern Boulevard. Right. I noticed that the federal government likes you have some skin in the game. As Correct. Say. Yeah. yeah. So in, in normally it's like a 10 or 15% match. So if it's a $10 million project, they want to see you put a million dollars in if you're going to apply for $9 million. And this would give you that matching fund. So yeah. you'd be able to pull it out and say, oh, I've got the money right here use that money to leverage other money that either comes from the state or the federal government and you're getting projects done. So there are really good ways to kind of work through all this. We're just about out of time, but I did want to mention uh, for folks that missed the great American cleanup yesterday, there's another one. Yeah, there's going to be another one coming up this next Saturday, Saturday, May 15th. We want you to come out. If you can, please register your team with the City of Rio Rancho Parks and Recreation Department. You can give them a call at 891-5015 to register a team. And if you don't register a team and you just want to pitch in and give a helping hand, get a team together, get some trucks, get some trailers, head out west of Rio Rancho into some of the open space areas. won't take you long to find an illegal dump site. Help us out, clean that up, and help us keep Rio Rancho beautiful because you know we do have a beautiful community. And Derek, you and I have discussed this, this idea that it's okay to take your trash and just dump it out in the desert or dump it in an arroyo. I've never fully understood that. I I don't think I ever will understand it. Here in Rio Rancho, if you are a Rio Rancho citizen, you can use the waste management landfill. If you're a waste management customer and you're... uh, If you have a trash can, basically. Yeah, basically if you have a trash can that's serviced by waste management, Mm -hmm. you get one free use of the landfill every month. That's 12 free uses a month. There's no reason to go out. And for people that have said, well, there's a line at the landfill, I've heard a lot of excuses as to why the landfill is not a great place to go. But look, I've gone there. It doesn't take that long. You get in, you're in line, you sit there for a few minutes... 
they get you checked through, you go, you dump, and you're out of there. And you don't take the chance on getting a huge fine if you got yeah. dumping in the day. Because if we can find a way to tie that back to you, we're going to come and levy a fine, that's for sure. And I think the maximum municipal fine is $500 or up to 90 days in jail for this type of activity. You just don't want to do it. And, and not to mention, you know, there's a lot of people that ride their dirt bikes and stuff like that out in the desert. And when they come up over a hill and then all of a sudden there's a dump site in the middle of the road, people get hurt. It becomes very dangerous. It's also not good for the natural habitat out there when it comes to whether it's the coyotes, the burrowing owls, or any of the natural wildlife that lives out in the desert area. It's not good for that either. So we want to be good stewards of the environment. We want to be good stewards of our community. So with the Great American Cleanup, it's our opportunity to go out there, clean up an illegal dump site if you can, get that over to the landfill, and uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Every year, this is actually a very successful event, and I'm glad we're doing it right now as we're emerging out of COVID. It gives everybody the opportunity to pitch in and clean up. I know a lot of people have been working on their backyards for the last year. You know, (laughs) Nothing else to do, Nothing else to do, right? Cleaning their houses. So now it's time to get out. Let's go ahead and help us get Rio Rancho cleaned up. All right, Mayor Hull of Rio Rancho, thank you. Hey, Derek, thank you. And as always, it's great to share with you and the citizens of Rio Rancho all the amazing things that are happening in Rio Rancho. We have a great community, a whole lot to be proud of. So go out there, make it a great day, and God bless.